Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Welcome back to the Combat Sports Show. It's been a few weeks. We had a ton of basketball, ton of MMA, ton of stuff going on. It's summertime. Jason and I had to take a few weeks off. We're back. We're ready to go. We have a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about UFC 225. We're going to talk a little Bellator. Um, they had a pro fight league event, finally. Uh, we got a little bit of good boxing to talk about. I'm kind of excited about that. And with that, let me welcome in our co-host, Jason. Jason, how you doing, bud? Dude, I am sore. I don't like having to go out and help my mom, which I love my mother. Don't get me wrong. But to go out and paint for two days, dude, I'm just not used to the hard labor. Just don't care for it. <laughs> I kind of, you know, you know it, want your it happens. Where you, sit, where you sit behind a desk and you don't do a goddamn fucking thing all day long. Who's that? You. Oh, no, no. I, I do a lot, actually. Um, so you, you get up and you go know, to, you, you get up and go grab a donut. You get up and go grab a cup of coffee. Well, you don't drink coffee. You get up and go grab your donut think, every five, ten. I, I don't drink coffee. I don't eat donuts. No, I don't do any of that. Uh, actually, no, I, I got a lot to do. My my plate's full at work uh, daily. I Dude, yeah. I have no time. Okay, I was no talking time. about your old job. I forgot. I completely forgot you got a new job. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Just, uh, I, I barely have time for this show, to be honest, but it's worth it. Um, because, as you know, and, and our fans know, we, we love to talk MMA, uh, boxing, wrestling, mixed martial arts, kickboxing if we get a chance. Uh, I love it all. And and it's just, it, it's never ending. It, it'll always be there. It's a part of me, you know. I, I started watching back in 94, and I probably never quit. Unless Dana White takes over the company, then I'll probably have to quit. You know, I was, I've been meaning to bring this up to you. Yeah. Now, since we started our show, what are we going on, a year and a half now? Oh, God, yeah, it's been a while. I was in, I've been out of the MMA game for a long time up until we started doing this show. Now, I'm used to the old UFC. You know, the whole, you know, the hoist gracies of the world and things like that. Yeah. How, you don't see that anymore. You don't see the Chuck Liddells. You don't see the hoist gracies. You don't see a lot of, you know, the mixed martial arts aspect in UFC anymore. It seems to me that Dana White wants to turn this into like just a stand-up game. I mean, he, he maybe really I'm does. wrong. Okay, because I was going to say maybe I'm wrong, and I'm looking at things a, a little differently. But to me, it just seems like 
if you could stand up, take punches, throw punches, have a decent ground game, okay, you're in. Seems like he's kind of like 86, the full jiu-jitsu, the full wrestlers. He's kind of like inching that out the door because he's probably afraid that the people that are paying for these fights don't want to see that anymore. I'm actually not one of those. I like to see the full capabilities of what people can do. I li- that's, yeah. To me, that's what mixed martial arts is, is you've got different strengths, different weaknesses out there. It's not like boxing. But I don't know. What's your, what's your feeling on the whole thing? Um. You know, I feel the same way. It seems like, you know, and I kind of understand it. They want exciting fights, and they they want people to, to keep watching. But you don't want to do it at the expense of the integrity of the sport, meaning you don't want to just schedule exciting fights and forget about the rankings, forget about people that have earned it. You know, you still got wrestlers. Wrestling as we all know, is a huge part of MMA. It's, it's one of the founding um, disciplines. It really is. And it's been around forever. And you don't want to poo-poo these wrestlers because they're not exciting enough for Dana White. Oh, I don't like these guys because they don't finish fights or they don't do that. They're still winning. And then you got guys like Mike Jackson, who just fought over the weekend. Um, he's the guy... We're going to talk about it, too, in a little bit. Um, he beat CM Punk. And Dana White is so mad about the way he did because he didn't finish CM Punk. He went on a rant. That fucking guy will never fight in the UFC again. He, he didn't fight for fucking shit. He, what's wrong with that fucking guy? I mean, seriously. Dana White, a guy that's never fought, is putting down a guy for not finishing somebody. When finishing people, as we all know, is no easy task. You know, I don't really want to get political here, but Dana White reminds me of a, a certain fucking leader of a certain country that's just a jackass, too. He really does. You know, I, I mean, I don't have to probably name names, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. He's got, he's he's there in charge, but he's got no real clue what goes on between the lines or when the door closes, the gate closes, whatever. You know, talk your shit and whatever, dummy. I don't. It just seems to me that, and you've talked to my neighbor. He's not really an MMA enthusiast. You know, he's not a diehard MMA fan. He's kind of one of the casual. Will just watch the big names, but he goes, "Who do I have to watch it for?" He goes, "I'm going to (laughs) spend." 65 to $70, but they just don't have the big-name fighters anymore. McGregor hasn't stepped in the ring or into the octagon for a while. Nate Diaz. For a long time, fight. yeah. Um, G, uh, GSP, you know, you don't hear much about him that much anymore. Yeah, so, Dana know. White says GSP's retired. He says no. He says yes. We don't know what's going on. So, but like, you know, if he's going to spend big money, he wants to see, you know, big time talent. Yeah. I can, I can kind of understand that. 
me, I like, I just, I like fighting. That's just, I've always loved fighting. I've been watching boxing since, you know, Mike Tyson days. Mm-hmm. My dad got me into boxing because of Sugar Ray Leonard. I mean, I don't know how many times we've had to go, we, we go through this. But it, and you guys, and you got me in, me and my father into UFC. And we go, oh, wow, we, you know, they can punch, they can kick, they can choke you out. We're like, this is kind of cool, you know? Now, I remember, I remember the first time I brought over a, a, a VHS for those of you that might not be as old as we are, but that's about when it started for us. I brought over a VHS tape, and I told you and I were talking about it, and your dad comes out, fighting? Who's fighting? And I said, this is a, the UFC. It's a, an MMA thing. He's all, what's that? And so I explained it to him. And he thought, oh, that sounds kind of goofy, you know, this and that. And he thought, that's not real. And I said, oh, just sit down and watch it, you know, let's see what happens. So he sat down with us. We all sat there, had whatever we were eating and drinking. And your dad was off the couch, <laughs> jumping up, what the heck, look at this guy, you know. He was going nuts. Yeah, yeah you know, they're throwing roundhouse kicks and taking yeah. people to the ground, trying to choke them out. And my dad... Of course, you know, my dad was a three-time state champion wrestler back in high school. So my dad was like, this is like right up my, this is right up my dad's alley. Yeah. And it, you know, but I can understand where my neighbor's coming from. You just don't have the big name guys anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's, it seems like. He, he, I mean, he, he loves Conor McGregor because my next door neighbor's I. Don't get me wrong, Conor McGregor is a badass. Yes. Um, he likes Nate Diaz. He thinks Nate Diaz is savage. Well, he is. He really is. He just he, likes the way he fights. He loves GSP. He thinks GSP is savage. Um, before um, Jones got popped for, you know, multiple times now, I don't think you'll ever yeah. see him fight in the UFC again. But before he got which, popped which, with all these PEDs. Yeah, which time are you Sarah. talking about that he got popped? <laughs> well, I'm saying oh, it's time yeah. after time after time. But he goes, yeah, you always saw yeah. knockouts. You, you saw exciting fights. You know, we're just going back just a couple of years. Yeah. Now, I mean, now gotten to know these fighters. Yeah, you don't really like it, but um, you know, I think they have another matchup coming up, and the names are drawing a blank. And you said you don't really want to see it, but you know, of course, it's what the fans want to see. Um, T.J. Dillashaw, yeah. fans want to see it. They like, you know, they they like the drama. Just like everyone wants to see um, Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor fight again for the third time. It's, but you don't get that anymore. No, it, it doesn't seem like it, does it? No. Been to Ronda Rousey over the, um, we've been on the show. Yeah, I did. Um, she she's going to be in the Hall of Fame. 
And I think that's exactly where she should be. Now, there's a lot of mixed emotions about her out there. Yeah, I don't understand how people could think she shouldn't be there. Uh, Strike Force champion and UFC champion. You know, she she only lost her last two fights. I don't I don't understand why she wouldn't be. She she finished every every one of her wins. Finished what she finished? Fifteen people? Fifteen, sixteen like people? That. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. You can honestly say she put women's MMA on the map. She certainly helped. Yeah. But then yeah, she came on board. Then you get the Misha Tate. You get the Holly Holmes. Chris Cyborg's always been there. Yeah. But, um, now you're getting, you know, the karate hotties. You're getting uh, Van Zant. You're getting all these good women fighters being introduced to MMA because of Ronda Rousey had a lot to do with what he, with what he did in the sport. Yeah. No, it's very true. I can't. I can't say she was been the main focus of it or the main part of it, but she. She really helped. Yeah. So, this week, before we get into MMA, we have one pretty fun boxing event to talk about. Um, even though we couldn't watch, neither of us was able to get ESPN, what was it, ESPN X or whatever? Plus. ESPN Plus. My cable company and your cable company, same thing. They don't let us get it. Um, it's not available where we are with DirecTV. So whoever can get it, great. I don't even know if it's worth it, but I think we might have to get it for the for the UFC coming up. But regardless, it's was Jeff Horn, the guy who just beat Manny Pacquiao not that long ago, controversially, I, you know, it was a little controversial. I'm still up in arms about that fight. I still think Manny Pacquiao won that fight, but you and I can agree to disagree. Yeah, I mean, you can think that all you want, but Manny Pacquiao lost on all the scorecards and in my heart, so that's all I need to know. <laughs> but uh, well, your heart... Um, your heart, you don't really have one, so. Uh, I do, I do. I was, uh, I love the fight, actually, and I thought, to be honest, I thought Manny was doing great, but I don't know. He just didn't seem to want it, you know? I mean, I had Manny win 7-5 in that fight, but. That's yeah, you close. and I have the exact opposite scores, too. I had it 5-7, um, Manny losing, but, Four. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And you know how it is. It's a little subjective. We were pretty close, actually. I mean, two rounds difference. It's, it, you know. Um, but Jeff Horn, why don't you talk a little bit about Jeff Horn and the guy he fought before we uh, we get into the MMA. Wow. Like I said, hopefully we got an interview. Um, I had talked to Ashley Gambino um, last week, and she said she would like to come on the show tonight. So we should have an interview. Um, it's not 100% confirmed. She says she would, um, but you know how things go. You're training for MMA. She just got over a surgery on her knee, so it's kind of a lot going on with her. So if she calls in, great. If not, you know, you and I watched her fight 
her amateur fight. She looked really good in the first round. Had a rough second round, but you know that that's where you make your mistakes. I mean, coming into MMA, Misha Tate, one of the one of the most dom- or dominant, but you know, successful women's MMA fighters ever. She got knocked out cold in her last amateur MMA fight. It happens. You know, you learn from it. So that's absolutely nothing to be to to make you feel down. You know. No, you know, and it's not like boxing. I mean, just like this bout this weekend. Yeah. Terrence Crawford was undefeated. Mm-hmm. Jeff Horn, he still has a blemish on his record in my mind, but his record shows 18-0-1. Yeah. Going for Jeff, Hor- Jeff Horn's belt, the welterweight title, with nine rounds. Now, again, I haven't seen no highlights on it. I wasn't able to watch the fight because I don't get ESPN+. Plus. Yeah. Now, I did research it after the fact, and we can get ESPN+. Plus. It okay. is $4.99 a month. And it's, okay. as long as you got a smart TV that has Roku downloaded, or go find the app and download it to your smart TV or your smartphone or your tablet, whatever you have. You okay. can stream these fights live. It's just four ninety nine a month. We're probably going to have to do that since signed a contract with ESPN. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, um, that's going to come. But suck. that. But if you figure that out, five dollars, so that's sixty dollars a year. And if they're not going to show UFC on pay-per-view anymore, yeah, it beats $70 a fight. Oh, no, no. No, no. That's, UFC on ESPN is just going to take the place of UFC on Fox. So we're still oh, going to have pay-per-view. That's gonna suck. Yeah. Well, that's going to suck because um, I liked it on Fox because a lot of your free fights were some of the better cards. Than, they were better cards a lot of times than um, the actual pay-per-view event. Yeah, so basically, UFC, you know all the fight nights and everything will just be um, ESPN fight nights instead of Fox fight nights. Um, I don't know. Nobody really knows yet if this Fox deal or the ESPN deal is going to take the place of UFC Fight Pass because Fight Pass also has a ton of content. They have Invicta. They have the Eddie Bravo Invitational, which, by the way, the Eddie Bravo Invitational is going to be completely badass coming up later this month. I am very excited for that. And it's just nobody really knows because all they really announced is, hey, we did this. We'll talk about the rest later. You know, it kind of sucks. But Now, the way it goes. So, Terrence Crawford, Jeff Warren went nine rounds. Terrence Crawford, nice. TKO, Jeff Warren in the ninth. To take that welterweight belt. Okay. Terrence Crawford is a badass. A little older. He's not, you know, he's not a he's not a young chicken. He's not a spring chicken anymore. I mean, come, you know, boxing age, I mean, he's in his 30s. Okay. So, I think, I want to say he was 31, 32 and 0 with like 23, 24 knockouts. Not bad. But, I believe boxing is making a comeback. This is my, you know, this is just 
the fights I've seen recently, you know, the Canelos, the Triple Gs, Anthony Joshua, well, Wilder. The Canelo, you mean the Canelo is the one that got hit for drugs, so he's out for a little while. Well, we know that, and it's already been confirmed that the rematch that they wanted to have in September is already called off. Canelo's taking another yeah, fight. Yeah, Oh, really? Canelo's taking another. He's going to fight someone else. But he can't even sign a fight until he gets off the suspension, right? That's correct, but it's he's going to sign it as soon as he gets off suspension. Okay. I always wondered why they couldn't, even though you're suspended. This was one thing that always got me. Okay, this guy's suspended for six months. Why can't they sign the fight for a week after he gets off the suspension? I guess, I don't know why. Maybe because he would have to get licensed during the suspended time? I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know. That might, I don't know why. That might even be a stupid question, I guess, but I, 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 I've always wondered about that. Like, uh, John Jones, he's always suspended. We all know this. Dude can't, can't stay straight. Okay. But during the brief interludes when he's not suspended, couldn't they get a fight ready for him? And the day after he's off suspension or whatever, then that following weekend, he jumps in the cage and goes at it, you know, because we know he trains when he's suspended, you know, as, long, as well as drinks and smokes and just coke or whatever he does. I don't know what he does for fun, but, you know. I I, I, I don't know. I don't know why these... Honestly, don't know. But yeah. Where, I mean, going back to that Crawford and um, Horn fight, I was actually surprised where it was held at, because the last few fights have been over in Australia with Jeff Horn. Yeah. This fight here was actually in Las Vegas. Well, it was a bigger fight, bigger money, you know. Pacquiao took the fight in Australia because he thought he was going to just whoop up on him and uh, got a little rude awakening there. Well, he got a rude awakening. He found out. I actually, even though I've been a Manny Pacquiao fan since Manny stepped on board. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Nothing well, I dislike about him. No. Now, of course, you know, Manny's up there in age, but. Yeah title belt, you know, he held a belt and you've got to, unless you want to just give up your belt, you've got to fight. Yep. So, came across Jeff Warren and like I said, I still think he won that fight. I, You had it scored 7-5 Warren, I had it scored 7-5 Manny. We can agree to disagree, but, you know, it is what it is. Jeff Warren got the win. Can't go back and, yep. just, you know, there's nothing you can do about it now. Can't cry over no. the spill. No. That um, won't stop you any, but I, I understand. Um, but I became a fan of Jeff Horn that night. Oh, definitely. I just yeah. loved his heart, his compassion, his love for the sport, and the guy can actually box. And he took some big shots from Manny. Manny laid it on him he a did. couple of rounds, and they almost stopped it. As you recall, what yeah, was I mean, it, the I, sixth or seventh round? I want to say the seventh or eighth round, the yeah. referee goes, Jeff Horn, you show me something or I'm stopping this fight. Yeah. And just like that, boom, Jeff Horn, something clicked in Jeff Horn's head. And I had him, I actually had him winning three of the last four rounds after that. And he started putting a whooping on Manny. 
that just kind of woke up Jeff Horn. Oh, I guess I better do something. It's true. But, no, like I said, I, I, I've been a, somewhat of a fan of Terrence Crawford. But I think boxing is starting to make a comeback. Yeah. Now, again, I no. spend the money this weekend. So, why don't we get into a little UFC about the um, – I was looking at the card. I almost bought it. Yeah. And I didn't. And But what I heard, I'm kind of glad I didn't. Kind of turned out to be a kind of a lackluster card in a sense. This card should have been really stacked and should have been one of the better cards of the year so far. But yeah, now the main event was pretty good. Um, one fight that I'm particularly proud of is I was talking to uh, a friend of mine, Dom, and I told him, and I think I told you, not on the air, obviously exactly how this fight was going to go down. I was very, very pleased that I got it right. Um, Claudia Gadella versus uh, Carla Esparza. And I said, Claudia is going to win rounds one and two, but she'll be tired by the end of round two. Carla is going to come back and dominate three, but lose a decision. Exactly as I said, it played out. Although it was even closer. Round two was a little closer. Carla probably could have walked away with that decision, but it was it was close. Um, good fight, though. Great fight. That was a fun one. The fight that I was really looking forward to yeah. was Holly Holm and Megan Anderson. Okay. I was excited for that, too. Um. Of course, I'm a Holly Holm fan, but if I'm not yeah. mistaken, wasn't this Megan Anderson's UFC debut? This was Megan Anderson's debut. She still holds the Invicta Featherweight Championship. I mean, she's relinquished it, but she was still the champion. And the thing about it, I like Holly Holm as well, but I was kind of actually rooting. Now, Megan's Megan, she's kind of shitty on, on social media and all that, but you don't got to be nice to everybody on social media, so whatever. She's a good fighter. Um, I kind of wanted her to dominate Holly Holm. Again, not because I don't like Holly, but because it would have set up a monster matchup. If Megan could have beat the lady that went five rounds with, with Cyborg, if Megan could have beat her, that would have set up a hell of a match with Megan versus Cyborg. It really would have. And I really kind of wanted to see that, but it didn't. We'll probably still get Megan versus Cyborg at some point because Holly basically out-wrestled Megan Anderson. Cyborg's not going to do that. Cyborg's going to go at her toe-to-toe. So it's still a fight I want to see, but it probably lost a little bit of its luster, if you know what I mean. Holly Holm just get done fighting Cyborg on New Year's Eve? Yeah, Holly Holm did. She did. She just she had just lost to Cyborg, and you know she. But she you know what? To do this. She's she to... for Holly. She went the full. She went the distance. Yeah, lost all she five did. rounds, but she she 
she went the distance. It was actually a good fight. No, it was a great fight. That was a that was the night that I was up in Washington that night, and you uh, Facebooked me or uh, Facetimed me, and yeah, I was able to watch it that way. That was the only fight yeah. on that card that I was interested in watching. Now, what's funny about it though is what they're saying is Holly's probably going to get a title fight off of this Megan Anderson win. Holly's record has been since she beat Ronda Rousey. Okay. She's lost to Misha Tate, lost to Valentina, lost to Jermaine DeRadene. Then she beat Betch Cohea with a, a knocked her out, but it was the most boring fight you'll ever see until the, that one leg kick. Then she lost to Cyborg. Then she beat Megan. Now she's probably going to get a title fight. Problem is, we don't know what division she's going to get that title fight in. Is she going to get that title fight at Bantamweight, where she says she's more comfortable? Or is she going to take it at featherweight and go at cyborg again? That's a big question. What do you What do you think? Well, who is she be fighting at bantamweight? Who's the bantamweight champion, Jason? I'm trying to think. Well, first time. I'm afraid to say. Because I, huh? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Don't make you fun said of you're me. You're trying to think that first time. <laughs> Come of. on, that was funny. And yeah. I. Said, don't make fun of me, you, you, you ugly fucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I know you got me on that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna guess, and I know I'm wrong. I'll make How is that up a guess? No, because fucking all these weights get me confused. Fucking door gets you confused. Come on. Well, that's true, but shut up. You don't have to. You don't have to let that be known. On, on yeah, live air. True. That was mean. Sorry, that was a low blow. Not really. No, that was kind of funny, though. Amanda Noon. Very good, Jason. Very good. I'll give you That's a gold star next time I see you. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man, that would have been terrible. But it, no. that is true. There that is a lot actually, of champions now. That would actually be a good fight. Now... I, Let's be honestly, honest, though. I had think... I said, no, no, honestly, had I said who was the champion at 135, females, obviously, I think you would have got that right away, wouldn't you? I would have, but when you start throwing weight classes yeah. out, there's so many weight classes out there anymore. When you start saying the names, then you got to really think about it. Like, I, I do, too. Welterweight, bantamweight, featherweight. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, wait, wait, wait. Featherweight. Uh, okay, okay. I know which one that is. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I know what you mean. It's yeah. funny. But if you just said 135, that's Amanda Noon. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's. You know what? If she goes down to Bantamweight, I'm actually. I would buy that fight. Well, she fought. And that's where Holly Holm usually fights. She's only had the three fights at Featherweight. She fought Jermaine DeRadme. That was for the lost. original title. She lost it, but you remember that fight. She got hit after the bell a couple of times. Um, wasn't a great fight. Uh, great as in super action-packed. Holly actually looked pretty good. Um, she got crushed she after the bell twice. She fought yeah, Cyborg. She, fought Cyborg. Looked, she looked really good. She looked as good as anybody's ever looked against Cyborg. I mean, 
you know, she did as good as I thought. I didn't think she'd be able to stand up to her. She did very well. And then she I, beat uh, Megan Anderson. So. Now, even though that was Megan. Division, good. Now, I would I, personally, this is me. I still really want to see Megan versus Cyborg. I really do. Megan's a big one, 145er. You know, she's six foot tall. She walks around with about the same weight Cyborg does. I think, I still think the UFC should put Megan in there on the Ultimate Fighter when they do this the featherweights as the opposing coach and have her and Cyborg fight afterwards. I know people are saying, well, but she just lost a fight. True. Same thing happened to, to uh, Misha Tate, though, when Kat Zingano beat her, but Kat got injured. Misha Tate stepped in and made that season a tough way better than it would have been with Kat Zingano. Not that Kat's bad, but Kat doesn't quite have the dynamic with Ronda Rousey that was created, and it's made for something huge. Megan Anderson is a little more polarizing than a Holly Holm. Holly probably wouldn't say a mean thing to anybody. I think television-wise, Megan would make a better show. No, you're right. But I still think, in my mind, that Amanda and Holly going after it, that's going to be an interesting fight. They're both heavy hitters. Yes. And Holly Holm, though, is really, really good about not getting hit. Her movement is excellent. But that just comes to being, that you know, she used to box, so she knows how to stick and move. So if you had to sell one fight, if you had to sell one fight, if I was in charge right now, I would ask Holly. I mean, Holly's already stated she loves Bantamweight. So it's not like you're telling her you need to move down to somewhere she doesn't want to be or is uncomfortable making the weight. I would give Holly the Amanda fight. Not that she's won a ton at Bantamweight. She hasn't won a Bantamweight fight. Well, really, she's lost a couple, two in a row. And then, well, she's two and two, but whatever. Um, I would give her Amanda next. Say, okay, Holly, we're going to have you fight Amanda next. Megan, you're going to do tough with Chris and fight Chris, even though you just lost. Um, I know that doesn't make sense, but with no other women in the featherweight division, it does make sense. And for Holly, I think this is her last hurrah. She doesn't beat Amanda. She's never going to get another title shot. She's pretty much done. Uh, What do you think about that? I mean, if you're asking me to promote one fight. Yeah. Well, what I'm asking you is, would you put Holly down the bantamweight to fight Amanda? Or would you tell Holly, you know what, Holly, you stay here and fight Chris. And, and Megan, you got to go earn that. And you got to, we want you to go fight the winner, the the ultimate fighter and, and see who wins that fight. No. We've already seen Cyborg Holly Holm. Yes. I don't want to see that again. I don't think... Do you think Holly has a chance to beat Amanda? My only question with that, Holly's gotten really good at her ground game. Am I not correct? You're correct. Well, 
I wouldn't say really good. I mean, Misha Tate took her down twice and, and subbed her. You know, um, she's my good. My only question: she gets better all the now, time. Now, I don't know why this is a question. Okay. My only question is how's her chin? Now, I know she could take a punch. She went five rounds with Curse Cyborg. We know how much of a heavy heavy puncher she is. Yes. My only question in this fight is if she come if Amanda comes out like she when she fought Rhonda. Mhm. Holly's going to get crushed. Yeah. Well, I don't if know. We, I don't know cuz Holly can actually move. Ronda did move. You know, I know Ronda just stood there and, and kind of looked a bit goofy. Eventually, he's a language. But... Eventually, one of those punches or a couple punches are going to land. You can't, you can't dodge them all. Well, there's that. But does Amanda hit that much harder than Cyborg? No. And Holly took Cyborg no. to the limit. If Amanda is in a five-round war. Amanda's not going to make it five rounds. Well, we both know you that. And I know. Yeah, she's she's going to gas out. If Amanda gets to go at her own pace, which is a pitter-patter, throw a hard shot or two and then kind of relax, she'll make it five rounds. But if Polly makes her move, make it work, Polly will tire her out and knock her out. That's why... I want to see a heavy puncher like a cyborg or a man noon go down. Yeah. You know I me, mean? I always like the underdog. But I think it would be very, very good for um, MMA is if Amanda Noon gets beat. That just that opens up that division so much. Yeah, kind of. I mean, the division's kind of in flux because of that new flyweight division, which, by the way, has a terrific matchup coming up in two weeks with uh, Jessica Rose Clark versus Jessica I. That's going to be a terrific fight. I cannot wait for that one. Um, That's going to be... The division is flip-flopping, you know? It's tough to say because a lot of the ladies that were fighting at 135 are dropping down to more natural 125. And it's hard to see who the – it's hard to lay out exactly who the number one, number two, number three contenders are when a lot of them are dropping out. You'll never know until every, you know, everything gets, you know, squared away, but if they ever make that Holly Holm, Amanda Nunes fight, that's, I will I'll buy that fight, I'll I'll buy that card just for that fight Yeah, I don't even care what else is on it, I'll buy it I will buy it I I mean, we've already seen Holly Holm, Chris Cyborg Yeah You know how that's going to go, but this would be a very interesting fight Yeah so we talked about we talked a little boxing. 
Um, let's talk about UFC 225. And we're not going to go over every single fight, but I do want to talk about a couple of the prelim, um, preliminary fights. And this is one that I was kind of excited about. Charles Oliveira versus Clay Guida. And Charles just dominated. You know, he actually submitted Clay, which is very hard to do. And I think only one other guy has done that, actually, to be honest. I, I don't know. Maybe more, but not very many people have finished Clay Guida at any, at any rate. And this was uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, I, like I said, I wasn't able to watch it. I Well, I didn't buy it. That's why. Yeah. So, after that, there was, oh, a little think about this. Joseph Benavidez was really upset about having been put on the fight pass prelims versus Sergio Pettis. Now, that's a big fight right there. That really is. I don't understand why it was on the prelims, but that was a big fight. Sergio actually beat him, beat Benavides. And Benavides, as you know, has been the guy to fight Mighty Mouse a couple of times. He was basically, probably still is, except for this loss, the second best guy. Now, to take this loss, it was a split decision for one. And for two, Benavides has been out for, I think, 18 months or whatever, had his knee done. So, I would say if they fought again in three, four months, Benavides wins that fight. But good on Sergio for winning it. I'm, I'm happy for him because he's a pretty exciting fighter too. And this is all fight past people. Now, Rashad Evans came back, and he's, you know, he's been out for a little while. Um, you know, Rashad, he's getting older. He hasn't fought in what, about a year since he lost to Sam Alvey. And, shit, the last time Rashad Evans won a fight was, damn, almost five years ago. You know that? He uh, he beat Chael Sonnen in 2013. So, beyond that, he's lost to Ryan Bader by decision, got knocked out by Glover Teixeira, lost to Dan Kelly, lost to Sam Alvey. And he took on Anthony Smith this weekend. And Smith knocked him out about a minute into the fight. So, it just looks like maybe time has kind of caught up to Rashad Evans a little bit. What do you think, Jason? Maybe, yeah. Maybe time has caught up with him. I don't know. It's Like I said, I, I would have had to watch the fight to see what really, you know, transpired there, but. Yeah. No, I got it. Um, another big one I was really excited versus Ricardo Lamas versus Mursad Bektik. Mursad Bektik. That was a good one. It, it, it came down to a split decision. Um, 29-28, 28-29, 28-29, and 30-27 were the scores. So they were all over the place. But Bektik won, and good on him. So then we got back to Claudia versus Carla, and that was yet again another split decision. But Carla, or Claudia got that split decision, but uh, that fight could have gone either way. Now, this is one that I was kind of surprised about. Curtis Blade beat Alistair Overland. 
just crushed him with some elbows. I mean, just blew I his did face up blood everywhere. I saw the highlights. That was that disgusting. Fight. You know, that was just nasty. And good on Curtis. Curtis looked great. He looked to be in terrific shape. Um, Alistair, you know, it wasn't really a knockout. He got elbowed up, but he popped right up. He wasn't out. He wasn't wobbly. He was just all over the place. I understood the stoppage, though. 100% agree with that stoppage. Then main card. Okay, this is where – this is the action part of it. I still don't understand a one-in-one fighter versus an O-in-one fighter. Mike Jackson versus CM Punk on the main card. You know, it's just real hard to justify that these days. You know, other than it was in Illinois – Chicago, CM Punk's from that area, but still. You know, you're pandering to the crowd instead of putting on, like I said, legitimizing the sport. And I love CM Punk. Let's, I'll get that out there right now. I thought he was a great wrestler. I love the fact that he was able to use his fame in WWE to get a UFC contract. Brock Lesnar did. Brock fight when he came in the UFC. Problem was, Brock Lesnar had a legitimate wrestling background. CM Punk, not quite so much. Brock Lesnar came into the heavyweight division where the competition is not like it is at 170. 170 is a tough fucking division. A lot of great fighters in that division. Very, very tough division. And CM Punk just unfortunately doesn't quite have the background to jump in this late in life and be competitive. So, Jackson dominated that fight, 30-26 on on all three scorecards. He dominated it. Okay? He did what he had to do. Punk's a tough dude. Jackson didn't finish him. Dana White threw a hissy fit. What else is new? Okay? Taya Teavusa. This is the first time this guy's ever been out of the first round. But he did it. He beat Andre Arlovsky, former champion of everything. Arlovsky's a beast. So, good on him. We talked about Hollywood. This is Megan Anderson. So we already told you guys what happened there. So here we go. Two title fights. The two title fights, Jason. Did you hear about Colby Covington versus Dos Anjos? No, I didn't hear about that one. But, of course, I know about the second title fight. And we'll get back to that one in a minute. Okay, so Colby took it. 49-46, 48-47. 48-47. He took a decision against Rafael Dos Anjos. Um, good on Colby. You know, I I love RDA. Uh, Dos Anjos is a great fighter. Colby is a, basically is a Conor McGregor Chael Sonnen hybrid wannabe. He talks a lot of stupid shit, trying to get attention, trying to trying his best to get attention, and he's fucking annoying. That's all I can say about the guy. But he's a good fighter. He's got great wrestling. He didn't really dominate any particular part of the fight. But he did what he had to do. He got a win. So good on him, whatever. Nobody cares about him. Tyron Woodley's probably going to destroy him. Um, Kobe, I don't think he's got the heart to fight somebody like Tyron Woodley. But we'll see. You know, I could be wrong. Now, main event time. This was a big main event. Except for the fact that Yoel Romero missed weight. 
Again. What's that? Again for a title fight. I don't know that he's ever missed weight for a title fight before this. This is, by what I have understood through MMA Junkie, this is his second missed weight for a title fight. Oh, I didn't know that. Which breaks, um, which breaks an which breaks a UFC record. Yeah. Well, now you know, that's bad now, on him. I mean, well, it's bad on him, and I feel bad. But by what I understand, when you're going up in a title fight, your weight has to be dead on. You, are, you have to be 185 because this is a middleweight fight. 185 exactly or below. You can't be 185.2. 185.1 won't cut it. I texted you. Yeah. And it was like, I don't know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock on Friday. Uh Uh-huh. And I said Romero missed weight by one pound. He has two hours to cut it. In the morning. Yeah. On Friday during the weigh-in. Yeah. He came in one pound over. He came in at 186. Two hours later, he came in at 185.2. He missed it by two tenths of a pound. That kind of took all the excitement away from this fight. It did. It did. And, you know, this guy, I don't understand. You and I will never understand the the necessity for weight cutting like that, to that, that degree. You know, I, I'll bet you that son of a bitch, he, he has to walk around about 215, 220. So he's, he's got to cut dude. all that weight. Yeah. And then try and rehydrate it. That's Chris Cyborg. And he still has no gas tank. Yeah, the guy's got no gas tank. And it's just ridiculous. Um, regardless, Robert Whitaker retains. It was a split decision again. But Whitaker retained. And honestly, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, if you listen to Dana White, he's blaming it all on the early weigh-ins saying, well, these early weigh-ins are making people miss weight. And you listen to the fighters, a lot of these fighters are pissed off. They're saying, hey, no, no, they're not. If you're missing weight, it's because you're fucking stupid. And that's some of their words exactly. I'm not just saying that. They're saying it's because you're unprofessional and you're stupid. You're not cutting the weight like you should. That's why you're missing weight. It's not because of the early weigh-ins, which most of these fighters love the early weigh-ins because they have that much more time to rehydrate. It's better for the fighters. But because of a few guys, Dana White's in talks with the commissions to get rid of early weigh-ins. I don't know. I know. I I like the early weigh-ins. I really do. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're in a fight camp and you're supposed to cut all this weight, yeah. then it's your job to get down to weight by... XYZ time, either Eastern, West, you know, Pacific, Central, overseas, wherever. Yeah. But 
They don't have to give you two hours to cut down to what you need to be in. They can just say, no, you're overweight. Sorry. And they've done that to some people. They said, uh, I forget who it was, not that long ago, a female was fighting. And she was cutting. They told her, no, you know what? Dang it, who was it? They said, you looked Heather Hardy when she was stepping off the scale. They told her she was she had two hours, but then they told her, you looked uh, too tired. We're not going to let you cut anymore. You're done. But yet they let Romero cut the final pound. He had two hours to cut it. Now, already been noted that that final pound is the toughest pound to cut. Yeah. Yeah, two and hours we're to cut. glossing One. over. We're glossing over. We were glossing over the big, because I don't think we were on the air this weekend or that week. Stephen Thompson versus Darren Till. When Darren missed weight by a lot, right? And then Thompson told him, okay, well, I'll still take the fight, but you can't weigh more than 188 pounds for a 170 fight day of the fight. Well, it comes out later on. I think you're the one that pointed it out to me. It came out on uh, uh, MMA Junkie or Underground, something like that. Darren Till's weight cut was so hard on him, he lost vision in his eye. He lost eyesight trying to cut weight. He couldn't see. Now, see, now I understand that there are certain weight classes that you can make more money in than others. I don't care if it's male or that's why do you think Chris Cyborg cuts the weight she does to fight at the weight class that she does? More money. Well, unfortunately for her, there's nothing higher. There's no other weight class. Um, but you know, it, it is what it is. It's these. It's the fighter's choice to cut all that weight. So they're doing this to themselves. I completely understand that. Do I agree with it? No. Not it's at crazy, all. It's crazy, man. This guy walks around it, it, there until and brags about he brags about being two hundred and ten pounds. Yet he fights at one seventy. Forty pounds. That's a lot of weight to cut. Forty pounds. I mean, You're killing yourself. You're killing yourself. Literally. Now okay. I weigh a hundred and that fluctuates between 147 to 152. Mm-hmm. That means I would have to cut down to 100 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I'd die. You'd have I'd to cut down to die. 110 pounds. 110. Well, whatever. 110 and these are guys pounds. That aren't, yeah, you got to realize, these are guys that don't have a whole ton of body fat. It's not like they're they got all this extra weight to give. They're cutting pure water. They're getting every ounce of moisture out of their body. Not good. And we already we already know these major weight cuts due to your brain. Yeah. It's not safe. No. I almost rather suffer a concussion 
and start shedding water off your brain. Well, unfortunately, it makes you more susceptible to them. Um, That's true. Yeah. But you cut weight and shed too much water water off your brain, you could possibly die. Yes. Okay. I mean, where's the alternative? So we've, uh, yeah, we've we've talked UFC 225, and unfortunately, I don't believe we have an interview tonight. Um, I, I, it's just the time's kind of running out. I don't know if uh, you know how it goes. Like I said, life of a fighter is not an easy life, so we don't hold it against them. She uh, she obviously she was busy again training. Sponsors, whatever is going on, is going on. That's that's how it goes. Um, before we go, there's not any huge, you know, events this coming weekend. Um, before we go, Jason and I have been talking about dream fights, dream matchups in boxing, and Jason brought a really good one up to me the other weekend. And this is a fight I said I don't believe it could have happened because of the weight differences. But when you think about it, it kind of made sense. Jason brought up Roy Jones Jr., who fought about 160, 168, I would think. In his prime, he was a good 165. Roy Jones Jr. versus a Tommy Hitman Hearns. So Tommy fought at 147, if I'm, am I wrong? Right about there, but they could have done a catch weight. Yeah. Tommy's a big dude. He's 5'10", 6' tall almost. So Tommy definitely cut a lot of weight to fight at that weight class. So if they could have met at the mid, in the middle at 160, who would have won that fight? Jason, tell us what you think would have happened, and then I'll tell you what I think. They're, they're both phenomenal boxers. Don't get me wrong. I just think turns had a little more speed to kind of okie doke Roy Jones Jr. That's just my that's my yep. Tommy Hearns wins that fight. Now again, like we said, it's a dream fight. It would never happen. Yeah. Box you no. don't you don't you don't hear it very often where boxers will take a catch weight. Speaking of, Tommy Hearns' last fight was in 2006. (laughs) Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. No, I didn't either. That's only Um, 12 years. They they have it listed as super welterweight. I'm trying to find out what his weight is, but go on. Tell me what you think. I've already told you what I thought. I think Hearns wins that fight. Just on his quickness alone. Yeah. But Roy Jones was one of the fastest. He's listed at 176. Tommy Hearns is. But I know that wasn't his heyday. But uh, but we'll say they could have fought. They they really could have fought. Good as Hearns was, the only guys that beat him knocked him out. He's like, he, he lost five fights, four of a knockout. One was a split decision. To uh, Iran Bark, Iran Bark, excuse me, I hiccuped right then. Um, 
man, that's another one, you know. Again, we're getting Tommy Hearns the love, but like I said last time, Roy or Tommy Hearns versus Floyd Mayweather, I think Floyd would outbox him. He would run circles around him, you know, pitter-pat, pitter-pat, never engage because Tommy's way too dangerous. And decision win. Not that he would have – I don't think he could have hurt Tommy at all, but he would have won a decision. Roy Jones, on the other hand, is very, very fast, hits very, very hard. Prime Roy Jones, I think prime Roy Jones wins against prime Tommy Hearns. So I'm going to ask my neighbor. My neighbor, of course, is a trained gold glove boxer. Big-time boxing guy. So the – Mm-hmm. We brought it up a couple of weeks ago, Matt. I brought it up. I'm like, who would you be your most ultimate dream fight? And I brought up Roy Jones Jr. against Tommy, you know, Tommy the Hitman Hearns as a yeah. catch weight. Those are, those are two badass fighters. Yeah. So, um, I say Tommy Hitman Hearns wins this fight on quickness alone. Now, Roy Jones Jr. is quick as shit. I would say. Him yeah. Has, where, what weight are they fighting at? That's what well, it's going to be a, it's a catch weight, so they're going to kind of meet in the middle. Yeah, just assume all just... things weight-related. Weight-related, they're equal. They're they're completely equal weight. Oh, yeah, I don't, that's a tough one. I, I, it would be a toss-up. It wouldn't. I would probably lean towards Hearns, but it would be boy. I, I wouldn't surprise me at all if uh, Jones yeah. beat him. You know, it literally those are two great fighters. Yeah, it's just, this was a dream fight. We know it, it would never happen. Hearns would give him problems like not a lot of other guys did because of his length and his speed. And and but Jones Jr. is a better counterpuncher. So I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah, that would be one of those uh, Sugar Ray Hearns fight. Toss it up. You know. Well, I think uh, Jones has got. He's a bigger guy, but if all things considered, they were the same weight. Well, we looked yeah. it up. Roy Jones Jr. was fighting. Yeah, actually, yeah, actually, Jones is five eleven. Tommy's six one. Jones' reach is seventy four inches. Tommy's seventy eight. Tommy's actually a little yep. bit bigger. He just, he just well, cut more Jones, weight throughout Jones his career. Also fought light heavyweight and heavyweight, so he actually yeah, that's went what I'm up saying. a lot. Jones, or, Tommy cut a lot more weight than Jones did. So weight being yeah. equal, they're they're the same guy, same size guys. Two inches apart. I'm going yeah, I'm gonna go with Hearns if weight's equal. Yeah, weight it's just a dream fight. Um, but having said that, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Jones won. You know, he was a great. Yeah, fighter I too. thought Jones would win. I'm thinking Jones just because he's fast. Jones is slick. Jones is fast. Tommy's a Tommy, power guy. Pretty fast and so. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah that's no joke. Either. The only thing I think the hitman yeah, had Tommy's more power. Fat. What's that? Tommy had more power, though. I think. So, my next dream Tommy, fight. Yeah. This fight, actually, yeah. This fight actually almost happened. They just could not get it together. Mm-hmm. It was Mike Tyson and George Foreman. That fight almost happened. Well, my dream fight would be yeah. him to fight Foreman of 1975. And now, now we're talking. Get Mike in his prime. The old, in his prime. We're talking, yeah, Ooh. prime Foreman. I think a prime Foreman. And prime Tyson? I think it's, or George Foreman. A prime Foreman. Yeah. A prime George, George Foreman, Foreman beats Mike Tyson. Yeah. 
I, I think somebody would leave that ring uh, half retarded or in a body bag. <laughs> you know, those are two yeah. bad men right there. Two heavy punches. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had and actually. Foreman. Oh man. We were talking That's about this, dude. and I saw Matt in the backyard, and I'm like, I got to get his opinion on this. My wife's like, Why is the neighbor on a truck waving at you? <laughs> <laughs> this is why. <laughs> wanted his opinion on this. Uh, you know what? That That's like saying who would win, the Warriors now or the Michael Jordan Bulls. It's just, you know, it, yeah. these are dream fight fun. It's fun. You know. it, they're just dream fights well, that you would wish people could see. The, the other thing about that, Matt, is you live next to Jason. I'm sure your wife sees plenty of stupid things over there with him. I, I, I would assume <laughs> you're used to it. No, I have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> He never says anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys have a good show, man. Take care, bud. All right. Thanks. Yeah, it's just kind of, you know, kind of a split, you know, thing that. Even though they're never going to happen. And we'll come up with another one next week. We'll come up with a good one. I would like to do one not involving Tommy Hearns because, again, he's one of my favorite fighters ever. Um, Let's do some guys from the 90s in the middleweights, you know. Remember Thomas Nunn? Or is it Nunn? You know that guy I'm talking about, right? Uh, it's kind of ringing a bell, but I kind of lost a lot of interest in boxing kind of about the end of the Mike Tyson era. So I just – boxing kind of went into a, a hole for almost about 20 years. Yeah, let me think. It wasn't none. Um, was it Terry Norris? Remember Terry Norris? No, Michael Nunn. A little bit. Michael Nunn. A little bit. I mean, there's, okay. you know, there's been so many. Remember Michael you know, Nunn? Just, I, I, like I said, a little bit. Apparently, he went to jail, so I didn't know that. Okay. Michael Nunn is in prison. Well, that sounds like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was in prison, too. Guess I'm going to have to find out what happened there. Um, yeah. Let me look into it. I did not know he was in prison. Wow. But, no, that you know that was a kind of an iconic, you know, two iconic figures back in the day. Tommy the Hitman Hearn going up against Roy Jones Jr. Wow. Listen, Michael Nunn beat guys like Iran Barkley, Donald Curry, James Toney. Oh, he lost to James Toney, but let's see. Well, James Toney even got up to light heavyweight. Yeah, he got up to light heavyweight. And 2004, sentenced to... 24 years in prison for drug trafficking. Holy shit. This was a guy that was so good, Jason. He competed from 84 to 22. Uh, two, a two-weight world champion. He held the IBF middleweight title from 88 to 91 and the WBA super middleweight title from 92 to 94. Wow. He was also the lineal champion. And he got he got involved in drug trafficking. Wow. Michael second to none. You know, there's 
there's a guy out there. I used to like watching him fight. Now, yeah, I don't know if it ever happened. And it's John Wayne's nephew. Yeah. I'd like to see, this fight might have happened. I don't think it did. Now, you're not talking about cutting any weight or anything like that. I'd like to see him go up against either Holyfield or Lennox Lewis. I don't think yeah. either one of the fights, that would be freaking entertaining. Just on the entertainment aspect of those fights. Now, I'm trying to think of the, his name. And it, like I said, I'm fucking, my brain isn't working right now, but even though my brain never works. But um, Tommy Gunn, have him go up against Holyfield or Lennox Lewis. Yeah. I don't think those fights ever happened. That would be a very entertaining fight to watch. I think so. But, yeah, let's, uh, over the next, you know, until our next show, let's you and I talk and figure out some, these are always fun to talk about. For one, it feels oh, yeah. fun to talk about. Um, oh, here's one. Sugar Ray Leonard against Julio Cesar Chavez. Oh, that's a good one. You know, I would probably go Leonard because Leonard was proven against guys that division, um, those divisions, actually. And Chavez never really beat the best guys available. I mean, he beat a lot of good fighters, don't get me wrong, but he never beat the best guys available because nobody ever fought him. I mean, who's the biggest win of his career? Was, wasn't it like Pernell Whitaker or something? It don't matter. But decision. One thing I loved about Julio, uh, Julio was that he yeah. fought, he would fight the garbage man if he would step in the ring. He never backed down from anything. No, he didn't back down, but he never fought guys like Sugar Ray did. Sugar Ray fought the best well, of the best. Well, because that's who was available when Sugar Ray was fighting. We really don't know Julio could do in his prime because that that division, I want to say, was a little weak when he was coming up. I mean, he would fight anybody. He wouldn't back down from nothing. He'll take title fights all day long. And then his arch nemesis came along, and I think Julio was a little too old, and then, yeah, he got beat. Yeah. Now, Tommy that was the next did fight. Tommy Morrison actually did fight um, Lennox Lewis. And let me guess, Lennox Lewis probably killed him. Knocked him out in the sixth round. Yeah, and went six. But he only had three losses. He only lost three fights. That's- Morrison did. Lennox Lewis, Michael Bench, 
excuse me, and Ray Mercer. I remember that Ray Mercer fight. Ray Mercer fucking murdered him. I know, but Tommy Morrison was just always fun to watch. Because you just never know what Tommy Morrison was going to step in the ring. Yeah. He was, to me, I considered him a loose cannon. You know what's funny about Morrison? He was one inch taller and had two inches less reach than a hundred and fucking fifty pound Tommy Hearns. I know. That's funny. He was a mountain of muscle. He was he was a big dude. Good fight. Big dude. Yeah, but Mullen yeah, and holy yeah, Sugar Ray Leonard against Julio Cesar Chavez. Do you want to talk about Julio, a dream no, fight? Julio. He keeps saying this. That's what he I said. Julio. Julio. Yeah, Julio. Julio Cesar Chavez. Just mow on that one until our next show. Tommy went like 28-0 before his first loss to Ray Mercer. Yeah, I know. Wow. But Ray Mercer back in the day was... Yeah, he murdered Straight people. Fight. Yeah. He murdered people. Yeah. I mean, he had power. I mean, it wasn't Tyson power. But Ray Mercer can fuck some dudes up. And he was a gold medalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had some you know, good fighters. It was kind of funny. I didn't really know much about Tommy Gunn. Till he showed up in Rocky Five. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so with that, we will be back next week. Um, I again, there's not a UFC this coming weekend, but we will be talking MMA. We didn't get too much into the controversial stuff. I really wanted to get into some Greg Hardy stuff. I wanted to talk about Andrea Lee's husband. Um, very offensive tattoos to some, and which I understand, but there's a little context that people are, are just going nuts about. So we will definitely be talking about that next week because we will have time. And until then, watch as much as you can. Enjoy your MMA. Summer starting, so start having fun with the kids. And for that, I'm out. Jason, you want to take us out? I'm out. Um. You guys have a great week. We will talk to you next Monday.